This time on Slaughterhouse Princess, Hellraiser, colon, Hellworld. The newest, most horrific tale. Welcome to Slaughterhouse Princess. I'm Chris. And I'm Troy. And uh there's no hot Lana. Nope. He was he was scared to watch this movie. Yeah. He no, not really. Too scary. Too scary. Like he's like he's too much of a Christian to watch things with like hell and demons in them. Yeah. He only listens to the Christian cannibal corpse songs. <laughs> yeah, all zero of them. But yeah, no, he's not here. We are a sad. Yeah. And this comes. And now whoever uh, heard that intro is probably sad too because he would not have done that. <laughs> yeah, I'm sad that you did that. <laughs> hey, it's topical to the movie. True. And this comes uh, recommended to us by Mr. Green of Discord fame. And, you know, and Slaughterhouse Princess listener fame. Well, yeah. And it is, I believe, the last Hellraiser movie that was made. It was like number eight, right? Yeah, which was baffling to me. Yep. Now we just get the need the prophecy movies to catch up, right? Don't we need three more? Yeah, they'll get there. Yeah. I don't really want them to make three more prophecy movies unless they're like really high quality, which they won't be. True. Yep. And this was obviously shot in Romania. Yeah, they certainly weren't in the States. No, I think well, this was made about the same time though, as like the the that prophecy duology. Right? Like I think they must have like I think Miramax or Dimension, you know, whatever, um, must have just said, you know what, it's it's a lot cheaper to make movies in the uh, the Transylvania area, so let's go make horror movies in Transylvania. Fitting. What could possibly go wrong? Yeah. So, yeah, apparently that's what they did, which, you know, hey, it's fine. We got movies out of it. The Prophecy ones weren't that bad, actually. No, they were okay. Yeah. Exceedingly okay. They sure were films. Yep. And this was a film, too. And how did this film start, Chris? Well, it starts at a funeral. Aw. Yeah. Womp womp. And uh, there's a bunch of, a bunch of folks are there. At the funeral, yep. they're all friends. We have, we have Sherlock Holmes. Mm-hmm. We have Viking Girl. Mm-hmm. Um, we have uh, Ezekiel, mm-hmm. and we have brunette, British brunette with British accent. Yeah, I, she. I don't. I don't know. She hasn't been anything else that I could name her for. 
Was it, maybe it was Barbarians is what the girl was in. No, no, the, the blonde. She was either in a Vikings or Barbarian show. Yeah. So. Well, I mean, kudos to the to the actors. They all went on to bigger and better things. Well, at least three of them did. Yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah. I mean, Henry Cavill. Like, when I saw Henry Cavill, was like, hey, hon, Henry Cavill's in this movie because, you know, she finds him to be rather attractive. And she's like, really? And then we watched it. And she's like, wow, he like, looks like a baby in this because it's like 2007. Yeah. So, like, yeah, that, that was, I mean, that was pre-tutors for him, I think. So, yeah, I mean, he's only apparently mat- matured and gotten more handsome over the years. Like a fine wine he's aged. Apparently. And they're uh, they're full of the sad because of funerals. Yes, apparently their friend uh, that they used to play Hellworld with uh, committed suicide. Yeah. And then his, his ghost shows up, I think, at the funeral. Hmm... And talks to him. I don't remember that. And then there's like a coffin freak out. Well, no, it's not their, his ghost. That's just another one of their friends who kind of like fell out of Hellworld and or blamed them for getting him into Hellworld or something. I might have been distracted at the beginning. <laughs> yeah, no. So, but then, yeah. So then the, the funeral ends. Or no, the funeral doesn't end, but the blonde the Viking... Uh, walks up to the coffin and opens it and there's like a burnt up corpse in it and then she wakes up two years later because she was actually dreaming about it yeah and uh, And she's in yeah she's at her place which looks like a dorm room yeah or like a really small studio I don't know which Romanian apartments are different yeah (laughs) yeah And uh, there's a knock on the door. Yeah, we get a we get a a, 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 a mask. Cenobites, a Cenobite scare. Yeah, but it's just it's just Mike, good old Mike, good old Sherlock Holmes. Yeah, and uh, he apparently got a invite to the super exclusive. In air quotes, Hellworld party. Yes. And Hellworld is an MMO based on the Hellraiser mythology, which somehow in there's a mythology about it now in the movie world. Yeah. I mean, I guess, I guess there kind of always was, but I don't know. I just, it feels, it feels weird to me to say the Hellraiser mythology existing inside the Hellraiser movies. Yeah, it's very meta. Yeah. And uh, he's super excited. Because, you know, sweet party, bro. Yeah, he can get himself some some female companionship while he's there. Yeah. And uh, the rest of Team Funeral. Well, he has to also... But so she, like, he, like, logs her into Hellworld and then, like, opens up the... Or, Shows her to open up the lament configuration in there to to unlock the party invite. Yeah, 
Achievement unlocked. Party invite. <laughs> Man, that would be like the worst party ever if like like some like triple A game came out and you only got an invite if you if you hit like some kind of achievement, some like esoteric achievement, because it would be only the worst people that did that and then got invited to the party. Yeah. Well, I mean, the people at the party don't seem to be super fun. Well, at least one of them is, but we'll get to that later. Yeah. And uh, so now Sherlock and Barbarian have got their invites. Yep. We, uh, we cut over to... Ezekiel the, and Brunette, British lady. And they have also solved said puzzle box featuring lament configuration. Yep. And they're all super excited to go to hell world party. And it's like in, it's in like Leviathan house. You know, oh, that I place think. we're all familiar with by name. Yeah. With, you know what? Well, there's an address too, but I'm like, you know, like there's not a lot of places in the U S that just houses that just have names. And like, Anything called Leviathan, I'm probably like, hmm, that doesn't sound like a good place to go at night. <laughs> you know? Fair enough. And at first, uh, Barbarian doesn't want to go because she's over all this Hellworld stuff. You know, probably because it was directly uh, responsible for her friend's suicide. Yeah. And like, and, and not just friend, but either boyfriend or dude she was crushing on. Yeah. But she uh, reluctantly agrees, so they all hop into their rental car in Romania. But they're not in Romania, Chris. I mean, in United States. Yes. (laughs) United States of Romania. Yeah. And they, uh, they head up to the party. Which is some big fucking manor house. Yeah, some big fuck off house. And they go in. It's like, welcome to hell world. And like neon. And like there's people dancing and there's music and lights flashing. And basically it's my worst fucking nightmare. Yeah. It seems terrible. <laughs> yeah, It's like, like I like my, I'd walk into my, like my introvert instincts to be like danger. Will Robinson danger. <laughs> I'm like, uh, yeah, I don't think I ever want to go in here. <laughs> Yeah, oh, cool, it's loud, the lights are all fucked up, and a girl's got her tits out. Uh, I don't know if this is really the kind of thing I'm into. Also, I don't know any of these people, <laughs> and my social anxiety is going, ah, right now. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> if I was a, a character in the film, I would have been like, oh, I'm just going to be in the car, guys. Like, Yeah, I, yeah, I can't do this. Nah, uh, sorry. I'm I'm probably just going to listen to some podcasts and just try not to get any STDs while you're in there, I guess. But they are greeted by the host Mm -hmm. by played by the wonderful and beautiful Lance Henriksen, a national treasure. That one. Yes. Now he's awesome. I love Lance Henriksen. Yeah. I like Bishop. And, uh, He's like, uh, welcome. I'm the host of this shindig. Can I see your invitations? 
And I'm yes. like, wait a second, did they just print those off? Like, it's not... Seems like it would be pretty easy to end up with one of those if all it is is a piece of printer paper. Yeah, like they just like print out flyers with lament configurations on them, basically. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, eh, that doesn't seem like a real secure way to grain access, but whatever. And he's like, wonderful. You obviously are new here, so let, let me take you into my den so I can explain to you how parties work. Yeah, just in case this is your first time. At a party. Not even this party, but a party. Just in general. Yeah. And this is uh, this is when my my brain was like, questions. And I'm like, brain? We're 22 minutes into this movie. If you start this right now, we're never getting through this. <laughs> just, just stop it for a minute. Yeah. I was okay. My brain had not kicked up yet, but... The very first thing my brain did was say, so do you think that he stopped every one of these people and took them into the secret side room to have this conversation with them? All 200 of these fucking assholes? No, see, like, I kind of figured, like, he recognized a lot of them on site. Like, he's like, oh, I don't recognize these people, so I need to quiz them. Because this is, like, the eighth annual one or something, it says, so... I guess over the last seven years, he started. He's learned what people's faces look like, and was like, "Your faces, I do not recognize." That's what I assumed. Fair enough. So they uh they head to the, I don't know, study or whatever the fuck. I've never been yeah, in the, a house that big, so. The den of curiosities. Yeah, and it's chock full of, Hellraiser-based paraphernalia. Yep. There's a couple different uh, puzzle boxes there. There's like a cat skeleton. You know, Hellraiser. Yeah. Well, there's probably a cat somewhere in Hellraiser. There's definitely a skeleton. Yes. And uh, No video cameras or CDs embedded in anybody's heads, though, which is kind of sad. Yeah. No giant pillars. No fistful of dirty money yeah i don't remember any of it no no giant space stations that transform <laughs> into puzzle cubes i mean if we're gonna compare this to way better movies that doesn't seem fair <laughs> i don't know if bloodlines i don't know if i would consider a way better movie <laughs> i saw that in the theater yeah i didn't but i watched it when it came as soon as it came out on video at the grocery store i worked at so you know, because we had like the video section at the grocery store. I didn't watch it at the grocery store. Yeah, um, I, I, Sorry, realized I can't stop just... these shelves. I gotta watch. I gotta watch this Hellraiser movie. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we'll just we'll just project it on the back wall while people are shopping. <laughs> I don't know. I'd probably go to that yeah. grocery store more often. Attention, customers! We will be sh showing Hellraiser Bloodlines in aisle four. <laughs> Uh, we have a brown spill in aisle four. <laughs> we have uh, such sights to show you in aisle four. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And uh, anyway, yeah. So there's a bunch of stuff there. Um, uh, Sherlock Holmes is like do playing with tarot cards and some of the ink rubs off on his thumb. Uh, brunette girl finds some like, those like perfume bottles where the squeeze bulb 
and sprays some on herself as like, um, and I, then I think, uh, Ezekiel also like takes a whiff of it after she sprays it on herself. Um, and then he offers up a shot of his family's vintage liquor. Yeah. Undisclosed, undisclosed liquor type. Yes. Enjoy this brown liquor. Yes. <laughs> At least if it's brown, it's probably been in a barrel, so it's not probably not moonshine. <laughs> I mean, as the saying goes, if it's brown, suck it down. If it's black, <laughs> send it back. <laughs> and if it's yellow, let it mellow. So they, uh, they're all hanging out. And he's, you know, showing off his his Hellraiser-based relics. Yeah, but there's two people who don't drink any of the booze, and that is uh, annoying guy, annoying friend, like holier-than-thou friend. Yeah. And also barbarian chick, because she's driving. Yeah. And holier-than-thou friend didn't come with the rest of them. He showed up of his own volition. With a quote-unquote date who we never see in the movie. Yeah. So he may have just been lying about that. We don't know. Uh, yeah, no, she goes to another school. Yeah, she's from Canada. Yeah. yeah which and, uh, I thought was great. That Just an aside, that was a great bit in uh, Stranger Things. Yeah, that was. <laughs> and we'll just leave it there. In case some for some reason someone hasn't seen Stranger Things. And uh, this is where we learned that the house was built by the same guy who built other things that are Hellraiser related. Yeah, I mean, like the the French guy from Bloodlines. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, they go downstairs to the weird room. The weird basement. Yeah. So, but they're going down the stairs. At the bottom of the stairs, there's a picture of a nun. Because this apparently used to be a nunnery until this final nun here, like, apparently got a, got into weird sex things and they had to shut down the nunnery. Yeah. Too much weird Ursula. sex. Um, yeah. And so, the, so then they reopened it as a, an insane asylum. Like you do. And, and Sherlock Holmes makes the joke that I probably would have made, which was like, oh, they went from nuns to nuts. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, yeah, I would have said that. <laughs> yeah. Especially at, especially at like, you know, college age. That would have been a joke I made. I'm not going to lie. No, you're right. You would have. I, I 100% believe that. <laughs> So, but then they they get they end up in another room full of oddities, yeah, which are base, basically just like deformed fetuses in jars of liquid. Yeah, and uh, old Lance jabs barbarian in the arm with a thing. Yeah, it's like a fucking sixteen penny nail. I don't know what the fuck was going on there, but yeah, I remember. Yeah, because she said something about like having a high tolerance for like horror stuff and she's kind of like unfazed by everything in here. And then he's like, well, what about this? And like stabs her in the arm with like, uh, it wasn't a needle, but it looked like a, like a, yeah, I don't know what it was. It looked like, yeah, like a big thing. 
Yeah, like a sliver of bone or something. I don't know. Or like a pin from Pin's head's head. Yeah. And I don't know. I mean, I've been to a couple parties. And usually I check out, if not immediately. When a, a person just stabs me in the goddamn wrist with something and draws blood. That's usually a <laughs> sign where I'm done with this whole fucking mess. Yeah. But he also uh, reminds me of one of my that also reminds me of one of my favorite bits from the have you seen Spy, Chris? Yes. When uh she's fighting that that woman and like that woman gets stabbed with the, the knife and she pulls the knife out of herself and then tries to stab Liz McCarthy with it, and she's like, That's been inside you. I don't think it should be inside me. <laughs> Fair response. That's that's all I could think of when that when that guy stabbed her with that thing was I was like, Where has that been? It's probably been in him. It probably shouldn't go in her. <laughs> Oh, the other thing is, um, Henry Cavill, uh, Sherlock Holmes poses with a, uh, a, like a, like a fucking hook that's hanging from the ceiling, you know, like that you would like use to like lift heavy objects with. Yeah. And it's not even like a meat hook. Like it's just like a legit, like crane hook. Yeah. And they used to and use I was that like, for oh, asylum purposes. Yeah. yeah. I was like, check. Chekhov's hook <laughs> right there. <laughs> and uh, Lance excuses himself because he has other guests, but he escorts them to the anonymous sex mask area. Yes, where you, you have a white mask, so you look like uh, one of the Jabberwockies. And uh, only it's got a, uh, a number on the four-digit number on the forehead. And then there's a matching Nokia phone like like one of those like guzzle bricks nokia brick with the matching number so that you can call each other with the by using the numbers on the mess and so like if you see someone you want to like hook up with you can call them with the phone although if you can't see their face how do you know if you want to hook up with them yeah also the phones don't appear to be labeled so how do you know you've got the right phone yeah, that too. That occurred to me. I was like, how do we know which phone goes with which mask? They're just there's masks like there's rows of masks, like three 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 levels of masks, and then just one row of phones. So how do we know which mask goes with which phone? <laughs> yeah. But it, it it works apparently. Yeah. So now uh everybody's kind of going off to do their own party thing. Uh, I guess we'll start with Brunette Girl. I think that's right. Yes, she is first. She wanders uh, upstairs, finds a room full of things, this, makes well, fun of a statue's it, penis. It has a, it has a sign on it that says "Keep Out." Yeah, and she's all like, oh, "Crikey, fact chance or whatever." You know, it's not really <laughs> English, British, <Yeah>. whatever. <laughs> She's like, this looks like the dog's bollocks. Yeah. Pip, pip, cheerio. <laughs> she goes in there. She finds a statue and like, and apparently the statue is a grower, not a shower. Yeah. So she insults the size of its dick. Hey, maybe it's cold in that room. You don't know. I actually said that it was cold. When I turned to my wife and said, it's cold in there. <laughs> uh, so good to know we're on the same wavelength, Chris. Yeah. For somebody. Yeah. I don't know. But it was like, yeah, I mean, like. The statue was flaccid. Like, why would you expect it to, like... Like, why would you make fun of a flaccid penis? Yeah. 
Come on. Now. Erect ones. Erect ones are so much funnier looking. And they're they're hilarious. They are. And uh, she sees a chair that you clearly should never sit in. Oh yeah, it's got like fucking like uh, you know the arm, the things on the arm that like would then like be pulled, put over like the metal shackle things that go over your arms. Yeah, it's like an and, electric chair without the head bit. Yeah, and so of course she sits in it, and of course the the things like close on her. Yeah. And then uh, Lance shows up, and he channels uh, fucking Jigsaw. Yep. And he's like, "Oh, this this device here, which is like a pair a, a pair of like little saw blades, on a on like a a on a thing that like you're spaced just right for like your jugular veins, like or your your car probably carotid arteries, um, since those will probably bleed you out fast." He's like, "This is the fastest way to bleed someone out, short of cutting their head off." Yeah, which which I highly doubt because they probably anything that hung you upside down would probably bleed you out faster given the same wounds. But, you know, you know, because gravity or whatever. Yeah. But, you know, hey, whatever. And then he's like, but it's perfectly fine as long as no one removes the safety pin, removes the safety pin. Wah, wah. <laughs> but he and gives so, her yeah. the Alan Rich of uh, Salvation. What? The Alan Wrench of Salvation. So she could try to free herself. Oh yeah, but but she's but she's strapped down, so it's not like she can actually like do anything with it. Yeah. It's like, oh here, hold on to this. You might need it. If you ever manage to escape, even though there's really no way you can escape. Yeah. Have a nice day. She does not escape though. No, no, she gets uh saw bladed mini saw bladed to the carotid arteries and then uh we jump back up to uh ezekiel and sherlock and barbarian and they're all in the lounge i don't fucking know like the dancing room yeah and they're drinking shots and sherlock is like hey ezekiel I'm totally gonna like. I'm totally gonna hook up with uh, with Barbarian tonight. And Zeke's like, "Yeah, whatever, dude. I'm gonna go over here where someone's gonna have a chance." <laughs> and uh, of course, so of course, Sherlock uh, makes his move and gets firmly rebuffed. Yeah, yeah. But that's okay because she- he he meets up with anonymous girl. Yes. Who he makes out with. And then proceeds to get a blowjob from. Yeah. Which she takes. So when she gives the, so she's wearing the mask, but then she, uh, apparently to give the blowjob puts it up on the top of her head. So like, there's just disturbing image of this white mask bouncing up and down in his lap, which is just creepy looking. Like I would, I was not a fan of that image. <laughs> yeah. And meanwhile, Barbarian Girl is wandering around the upper levels of the the house. Mm-hmm. And what does she she finds something? 
Because she has to call Sherlock at some point. Yeah, like like she's wandering around. She rebuffs the guy's advances, but generally, both her and uh, holier than thou. Yeah, they're wandering around, but nobody's really talking to him or anything. Well, holier than thou runs into Lance Henriksen. Who was like, oh yeah, like Adam wanted me to give you this lament configuration because he thought you would want it. And then it like jabs him through the thumb with two needles. Like through the thumb, through the thumbnail. And he drops it, shockingly. Yeah, and then it explodes. Like into a bunch of clockwork. Which yeah. I thought was kind of cool. I was like, yeah, what is inside of one of those things? And, uh... Yeah, and as as Barbaria is wandering around, she gets stuck in a room. Right. And then she calls the cops because she has an anonymous sex cell phone? Yeah. Is this when she calls the cops, or does she call them after she calls Sherlock? I don't remember. It's unimportant. It is. So she calls the cops, and she's like... I'm trapped in here in this in this house. I can't get out. Like there's a weird dude keeping me here. Um, the cops show up. Lance Henriksen goes is out there smoking. So when they show up, he talks to them. Well, and, and you say cops, but it appears to be two thirds of the goddamn entire police force is out there. That is true. It's like six cop cars show up, like at least two cops to a car. Yeah, like there's a shitload of cops. And the cop, the cop is a real good cop because he's like, ah, that just sounds pretty wasted, bro. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, you're having a party, huh? And like, you mind if we go in, like, go and search around? And he's like, I'd rather not because you know, like, the last thing I need is a bunch of cops at a party. Like, yeah, and the cop, gonna... <laughs> the cops is like, I hear that, brother. <laughs> <laughs> and then dispatch is like, uh, the girl's still on the phone. Do you want to talk to her? And he's like, yeah, sure. Why not? And then she's like, I can see you. I'm up here in the, the window above the, the door. Like I'm like waving at you. And he looks up there and there's no one there. And the window looks broken out. Yeah. And he's like, uh, are you sure? And she's like, yeah, I can see you. I'm right here. And he's like, uh, okay. Um, let me put you back to dispatch. Cause you crazy. Yeah, and dispatch says that the the call is coming from the cop's phone. Yeah, and he responds, "Oh, those kids today! Like, what the fuck are you even talking about, <laughs> officer? You're <laughs> bad at every part of your job, sir." Yep. But then, like, one cop hangs around because he's like, apparently, like we 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 try we think we uh triangulated the call, and it's coming from like the forest and so he wanders out in the forest and then gets kid killed by lance henriksen well that's later is it yeah okay yeah because barbarian happens. has gotten back out at that point oh yeah you're right um so she so since the cops didn't help her she calls sherlock holmes like you do when the cops can't help you with your problem yeah and he's in the middle of having a blowjob yeah and and he, and he just answers the phone. He's like, oh, hey, what's up? Oh, yeah. Like, and my wife is like, um, I can't imagine any guy getting a blowjob, one, answering the phone, 
to just being perfectly coherent and able to listen perfectly to the other person, the person on the other side. <laughs> yeah. She's like, like, she's like, that's not believable. <laughs> that's fair. I mean, you know, I will agree with her, <laughs> but I won't answer my phone. If I'm in the middle of a really good television program, <laughs> like I can't imagine, you know, Oh, sorry. I got to take this. Like, yeah. No, just keep going and I'm just gonna talk on the phone while you're while you're pleasuring me. It's like, no. The woman is doing something for you. Fucking pay attention to her. <laughs> yeah, the least you could do is maybe, I don't know, not answer your phone. Yeah. Oh, don't worry, it's just another girl. It's no big deal. And I and for the record, the phones all have their names in them. Yes. Which again, my brain's like that, it, now can I? And I'm like, all right, we're about halfway yeah. into this. Go ahead, brain. Like, that's just because movie. Yeah, that's what that was. So, uh, and it probably took them like it probably took the person like thirty minutes to program everybody's names into those phones because those fucking it, it's like three, three, two, 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 five, six, six. Two, two, two <laughs> to get the right letters. Yeah. Oh, I fucking hated those phones. Um, People who texted all those phones were goddamn sadists or masochists. That's what I have to say. The people that made them were sadists. Yes. So, uh, yeah, he's just kind of blows her off and goes back to. Ha <laughs> ha. That was unintentional. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I can't imagine you making an intentional pun, Chris. <laughs> and uh, as all this is going on, Ezekiel is uh, I dancing think he, with a woman. Yeah, he's he's dancing. He's excited because he thinks he's going to seal the deal. And he and he gets so excited, his asthma kicks up. Yeah, and then he drops his inhaler into a vent. Well, no, no, he drops his inhaler. He he, it slides across the floor a little bit. He crawls on his hands and knees towards it, and then somebody's dancing kicks it over to a vent, and then he crawls over on his hands and knees to the vent, and then he tries to pull it out and drops it down. Yeah. So it's it's very dramatic, and all of this nonsense leads him to the basement. Yes. Where he just, I don't know, intuits where his inhaler is in the fucking HVAC system, I guess. <laughs> yes. Maybe he's an, maybe he's going to, to university for HVAC sciences. We don't know. I guess that's fair. <laughs> but yeah, he, he instantly knows like which shat, where it dropped down. And he can't reach it from one side, so he goes around to the other side. Yeah. And then... uh I mean, yeah, the gist of it is he could tell Razor. He gets his head cut off. Yeah. I don't remember who cuts his head off. Is that one of the Cenobites? Yeah, probably. I don't remember. It might have been Pinhead yeah. himself. I don't recall. But, well, no, because Pinhead's sole purpose for most of this movie is to show up and say, Adam was right, and then disappear again. Yeah. But uh, Ezekiel's dead. That's the important part. 
And then, uh, let's see. So, Brunette's dead. Ezekiel's dead. Uh, holier than thou. It's, like, roaming around. Shows up, like, at, like, one of the party rooms. And, like, the bartender won't talk to him. Uh, like, no one in the party will talk to him. Yeah. And then he wanders out and finds a nun. And she's a hot nun. And she, like gestures him into a room and they have coitus that they like nun, do like, like nuns do yeah and then afterwards I mean, presumably this was like the 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 sex nun from the story earlier in the, the movie yeah and afterwards he he has some kind of psychic premonition about adam yeah like he sees him like pouring gas on himself and lighting himself on fire. Yeah. Which, I like mean... Yeah. That's, I mean, that's apparently, one way it was really it. good sex, apparently. Yeah, I've never had good enough sex that I had a psychic premonition about my friend emulating himself. <laughs> I mean, she didn't make him see heaven, but she made him see something. <laughs> I guess that's true. And he's uh, freaked out by that, I suppose. Yeah, I mean, I... Reasonable. Yeah. Your brain didn't object to that, Chris? Uh, no, there were so many more things that didn't make sense <laughs> at that point that my brain was overwhelmed. <laughs> and I was just kind of like... Eh. My, my, my wife's big sticky point was, he's getting a blowjob. Why is he answering the phone? I'm so confused. <laughs> it's reasonable. Although the mask did kind of make like a jump scare face at him, which was fun. Yeah. And, uh... Well, since we're talking about Sherlock, after the blowjob, yep. uh, anonymous sex girl is like, hey, now it's your turn. So they have to make out all the way down into the basement. Yes. And they're playing topless makeout tag? I don't really <laughs> get that whole bit, but... Yeah, I don't know. They're chasing each other around. You know, it's the hunt, Chris. It's the thrill of the hunt. I guess so. And uh, eventually she uh, basically shoves him into the room from earlier. Because, of course. With all the with the uh, the fetuses and jars and the giant crane hook. Yeah. And he finds uh, Ezekiel in there and he's like, man, that's a pretty convincing dead Ezekiel. Yeah. And then he finds it. So but it's like a headless body. And then he, like, sees Ezekiel's head in one of the jars. Dun-dun-dun! And then... And then he gets, uh, he gets Chekhov's hook. Yeah. Because <laughs> of course he did. I mean, come on. Yeah. yeah, like, he gets pierced through the heart with the, 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 the crane hook, and he dies. Like you do. When you get pierced through the heart with a crane hook. Yeah, it's it's the only thing that makes sense, honestly. Yeah, yeah. Chris's brain did not object to that. No, because they foreshadowed it earlier in the first act. So, oh, they didn't like foreshadow. They like fore eclipsed it. <laughs> so uh, he's done. He's out. Yep. Finished. Um, barbarian makes her way up to the attic. Yeah, and at some point, that's when the cop thing happens. Yeah. 
Oh yeah, she makes it outside. Or no, she makes it up to the attic, and um, she's like rooting around, and she finds something in a trunk. Yeah, which we don't see because this movie loves to tell us, but loves to tell us things without giving us any context. Like it do. And then we cut back to holier than thou, who uh, is in like the library. Yeah. With the pipe. With the pipe. The lead pipe. Yeah. And uh, he's looking around at things, and he sees um, a reflection of, like, the teeth-chattering Cenobite. Yeah. You know, the one, like, the, the, like, the peeled-back mouth, and it chatters his teeth at you, which is one of my favorite Cenobites. And, uh, and he uh, turns around and stabs it in the neck. Only it's, uh, it's barbarian girl. Yeah, and then uh, the his phone starts ringing as he's trying to come to terms with the fact that he somehow fatally wounded her immediately by stabbing her in a non-lethal area. Yeah. And it's barbarian girl. And he's all like, "What?" And he looks back, and the body there is gone. Yeah, it's all a hallucination or something. Yeah. And she, they have a, a little heart-to-heart where she's all like, yeah, I'm locked in the attic, and this is all crazy. And I found a picture, and it is, and um, Lance Henriksen is Adam's dad. Because yes. it's a picture of them, like, at a birth, one of his birthdays, like, when he was a kid. Yeah. And, and then there's some, like, noise comes from between some of the floorboards in the attic. Yes. And she, like, walks over there and, like, gets her hand, like, sticks her hand in there. And then someone grabs her hand and, like, is pulling on her. And and holier than that, I was like, it's not real. Yeah. Well, I think, it, I think it's supposed to be Adam. Yeah. Like, she thinks Adam is in there or something. And it's, like, pulling on her. She's like, he's like, it's not real. Like, it's not real. Just, just pull your arm out. It's fine. Yeah. And then, well, like, because at this point. Holier than thou is put pieces together. Barbarian has put pieces together. So holier than thou has come to the conclusion that they had all been drugged somehow because he's reminiscing on how they took the shot. The guy yeah. got the stuff from the card on his hand. Uh, Barbarian was stabbed in the wrist with a fucking nail. And he got he got uh, lament configuration pinned. Yeah, perfume spray from brunette. Yeah, yeah. So he is now convinced that like uh, there's some sort all, of drugging. They've been, all been hopped up on LSD. Yeah, and uh, that's why he's trying to convince her to just fight her hallucinations. Yeah, and it works. Yeah. So they meet up in the foyer. Yeah, the upper level though, like you know, like you know, because it's like one of those, it's one of those houses where you walk in and there's like a large opening, and then there's two staircases that like kind of loop back into one staircase to go up to the next level. Yeah, because they're because they're fancy that way. And this house is somewhere between two and twenty six stories tall, depending. Yes. And so they uh they both put together their exposition. And to make one big giant expository uh, dialogue. Yep. 
And then Lance Henriksen shows up. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah, I'm his dad. You know, you all got him into the, the hell world, which caused him to kill himself. And then barbarian chick is like, yeah, but you apparently, we'd never, he never mentioned you once. So apparently you weren't even in his life. So, uh, you can just fuck right off about, you know, you can't be like, I care about him. I care about my dead gay son now, you know? Yeah. And, uh, barbarian fucking roundhouse kicks him off of the goddamn <laughs> stairs or the landing. Yeah, he goes like over the banister from like the middle level of the stairs and falls and lands on the ground and doesn't move. Yeah. So they're like, well, that ties everything up in a neat little package. Let's get out of here. Just, yeah, I mean, all the rest of her friends are dead because she does find like Oh, that's why she calls the cops. Is because she found fucking brunette with her neck all chopped up. Oh, that would make sense. Yeah. 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 That's the ticket. <laughs> and uh, yeah. And then, you know, every, they just assume everyone else is dead because they haven't seen them. <laughs> yeah. Well, they don't have object permanence. So. Yeah. <laughs> and then they leave. And Lance Henderson shows up on the stairs outside and is all like, ha ha. Yeah. Didn't expect me. Did you surprise Lance Henderson? Motherfucker. <laughs> I'm no Alice Cooper, but I'm still creepy. So they, uh, they go running down the other stairs out front. Cause of course there's eight fucking sets of stairs going to the porch. Yeah. And they end up, uh, at the, the, the grave tube site. Yeah. Now, did you notice like in that forest, it, it must've been Narnia. Cause there was a fucking like light pole in the forest. Like one of those, like where like, it goes up and it like bends over and then there's a light hanging off of that bit. Like well, did you want to bring up, their own lights in for that scene. <laughs> straight up light pole there. And I was like, in the middle of the forest? Like, where's Mr. Tumnus? <laughs> I mean, they were working with Romanian money. They, they didn't have money for so, lights. So I think that this, when they shot this, they must have literally, like, put it just inside the edge of the forest. But, but from some of the angles, you can still see the fucking, like, street lights that are lighting the area. <laughs> oh, yeah, they were, like, ten feet away from a bike path somewhere. <laughs> yeah. It was great. And, uh, but yes, there's a bunch of like fresh graves with like PVC pipes sticking out of them. Yeah. And I think this is, uh, this is big well, reveal the, time. Well, and, and those two get pushed into open graves. Yeah. Only it turns out they weren't in open graves, they were in closed graves the entire time. Da da da. Yep, because Lance Hendrickson has himself one convoluted-ass plan. Yep. Where he will drug them with some kind of psychotropic sedative. I like to think he... it's the, that same shit they used in Surfer the Rainbow. That's my head <laughs> There you go. Okay, that works. Put them in, put them in coffins that had PVC pipes built into the, the top so that they could breathe. And, uh, put a fucking Nokia brick in with each of them. 
Yeah, which, because the drug makes you very susceptible to suggestion. Yes, and it, but it still allows you to answer your phone. I think they were just so, odd. But how did he... And this is what annoys me, because there's no fucking way all those phones could talk to each other and talk to his phone all at the same goddamn time, unless I, he, he created some kind of party line, I guess, and just called everyone into the party line before burying them. They put the phones in the Lamech configuration. <laughs> Apparently. I mean, I was like, oh, did they cut? Did he set up like a conference call number, like with Orange or somebody, and like, oh, we'll just call everybody in, put in the put in the passcode. I'll put in the you know the meeting leader pass, the moderator passcode, and then I'll just mute everyone as I need to. I don't know, just like that was the most convoluted part of the plan was getting all the phones to talk to each other. Am I right? Yeah, and this was all his vengeance because they. Killed his son? Well, they turned his son on to Hellworld, and then he killed himself because of Hellworld. So obviously they are at fault and not the makers of Hellworld. But then we learn that it was he had the actual puzzle box. It had nothing to do with Hellworld. Well, he probably I'm I'm assuming he he his, Adam had the puzzle box because he probably tracked it down after playing Hellworld and got all like into you know, guy like oh like oh there's like this is based on real world mythology and there's a so there must actually be a lament configuration somewhere tracks it down probably summons pinhead like freaks out lights himself on fire and then his dad finds the configuration in the house after he kills himself and then just d- decides that it couldn't possibly be anyone other than his friends who helped him set up an account who are to blame for him killing himself. Yeah. Yeah, no, it totally, it totally makes sense and isn't a big dumb mess. And then, yeah, as you said at the end, he's in like a hotel room and he's playing with the, the puzzle box and does the thing where you, you wipe, you, you swipe your, your thumb around the circle clockwise and then it opens up and pinhead comes out and, says he has wonders to show him and then cuts him in two places to cut him into three pieces. Yeah. No, he has no, the two, each Cenobite takes one swipe at him with their extra sharp hell weapons and cuts him into three pieces. Yeah. And the probably worst looking effect I've seen in quite some time. I don't know. It's it's still better than that Pancake Man one where Adam Sessler's bottom half runs away from his top half. Okay. I mean, fair enough. <laughs> but that was, granted, probably two or three years ago we watched Pancake Man. <laughs> it was a long time point. ago. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we watched Pancake Man and Ice Cream Man. Mm. Delicious. We can make crepes now. <laughs> Horror crepes. <laughs> Horror crepes. You don't want to actually <laughs> eat them. No. And um and then the movie ends. Well Oh no, they they get the um so Lance Hendrickson had said that the lady the, the brunette had clawed her own neck out uh in response to the blades or the hallucinating the blades cutting into them. Mm-hmm. So she had like bled out she bled herself out, basically. Yeah. Um asthma guy died from asthma. Like you do. And then Henry Cavill had a heart attack when he was 
pierced through the heart in the hallucination. Yeah, he just had a good old fashioned fear attack. Yeah. So like basically if you if you poop in your dreams, you poop in real life. Yeah. As we all know. Yes. And so but the other two, they track the phones and find the the tubes and then dig them out and rescue the two. They'd been there for like three Day, days or days. something. Yeah. Cause that's how being buried alive works. Well, being buried alive on psychotropic drugs might work that way. And the the cops do say that the they trace the phone from the house and that maybe the owner of the house made the call. So I guess we're to assume Adam from beyond the grave called the cops. Maybe, yeah. But uh, the, the upshot is that Barbarian is saved with some incredibly unsafe unburying of her because they pierce the lid of her coffin the cops do like eight different times with a shovel and yeah unless like, the structural integrity is compromised the, the rest of that dirt is gonna come crashing down through there and crush her while they're trying to dig her out yeah like you hit you hit the coffin once and you're like oh hit the coffin guys i think we got it let's let's be safe no let's jam it in there another nine or ten goddamn time just in case yep <laughs> And they uh they both escape holier than thou and barbarian, and they're they're having a little road trip to signify victory, like you do. Yeah, they've escaped. You know, they're 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 just driving away from their problems. Yeah, and then uh Lance Henderson shows up and spooks them in the back seat, right? Yeah, but yeah. then he's not there. Because Hellraiser. Yes. The end. Thankfully. So shoot. What else? Uh, well, I guess I probably should ask you, Chris, what you think of this movie. Um, it's tolerable. If you uh. If you don't have any particular affinity for Hellraiser, I'd imagine it probably is a little more okay. It's one of those movies where they don't build up the the capital they need for the suspension of disbelief stuff. Yeah. Cuz I was already probably 20 minutes in and I'm already like Arr. I don't know, man. Some of this just, I, I'm not buying this. And it just gets progressively worse. And then they get to the whole convoluted fucking scheme. The and saw plotline. Yeah. And I'm just like, what the, what the fuck are you guys even doing here? Come on. You pump them full of psychotropic drugs during a house party. So we could bury them a lot. I like that. Seems overly complicated. Why didn't you just poison them instead of fucking drugging them and doing all that shit? What the hell? <laughs> Razor. And it's the weirdest thing to me about this movie is that they somehow did their research on the Hellraiser franchise to know the nun part and 
the French guy who made the puzzle box originally, who also went on to be an architect, and all this other, like... Yeah, this wasn't one of those Hellraiser movies where it was, like, a horror movie, and then at the end, like, Pinhead pops up and goes, Ha-ha, Hellraiser! Like, yeah. It was built into this movie pretty significantly. Yeah, they didn't take an existing script that they bought for three ninety five on Fiverr and just go, and then also Pinhead at the end of it. No. Like, this was supposed to be a Hellraiser movie, but none of it had anything to do with Hellraiser, really. Like, Pinhead... Pinhead isn't even really there till the very end. Adam was right. That's like all he says through most of the movie is, Adam was right. Yeah, I just... I think if if you didn't know any better about Hellraiser and you just happened upon this and it was called Spooky Fetish Gear Monster Movie, <laughs> then sure, whatever. It's, it's exactly what you think you're going to get just based on... If they just called it Hell World, that might have been okay too. Yeah, it's just... It's okay. I mean, it's competently made. The acting is fine. It's just another example of a movie that is weighed down by the history it's supposing to be a part of. And it is very similar to the prophecy movies in that regard, where once you're this far outside of the initial canon... It's just kind of like, eh. That's tangentially related, I suppose, but it's not the worst thing I've ever seen. Yeah. I mean, it's fine. I can't imagine telling anybody to go look for it, but if it shows up because you're on, I don't know, randomly pick a horror movie.net and it comes up, then. Yeah. <laughs> or if Netflix is like, hey, we have, we this was just added to our library. Yeah, if you want to watch a latter-day Hellraiser movie, you could do worse, for sure. Oh, yeah. But yeah, I'd say you could probably you could probably pass on this one. I don't think you're missing much. What do you think, Troy? Um, I think that there are the bones of a good story here. We just need to tack on some Frank flesh to it, and then maybe some skin after that. Um, but... I like it's like this. The script needed like a couple more revisions because someone else needed to read it and be like, "Wait, what the fuck is up with this ending?" Like, make that make sense. Also, this is Hellraiser, so maybe there should be I don't know some hell involved. Yeah, maybe uh, somebody could go too far in their pursuit of earthly delight. Yes, you know something like that. Something like. Related to Hellraiser, other than, well, we'll have Pinhead show up a couple times and tell us Adam was right. Even though I don't think they ever tell us what the fuck Adam said that he was right about. Unless it was, it's just a game. And so, okay, so if, wh why does it matter that Adam was right that an MMO was just a game? I'm, that still, I don't understand. But, uh, I mean... Like some of the kills really heavily telegraphed. Like, I mean, we had, you know, Chekhov's crane hook, 
um, the chairs. You're like, yeah, she's going to sit in that chair and she's going to get stuck there because the, the shackles are going to close on her. Uh-huh. Yep. That's definitely happening. Um, you know, asthma guy, like, takes it off as inhaler. We, I should have been like, oh, yep, he's going to die from asthma because that's what happens. Um, I don't know. It was... I mean, it was like exceedingly average, only maybe slightly below. I think if I was giving this like a rating out of 10, I would say like four and a half because it's not quite average because I don't know, like there's still some, some iffy parts to it, but I mean, yeah, there's definitely worse things to watch and there's definitely worse Hellraiser movies. Like this is probably in the top four or five Hellraiser movies for me. Yeah. Um, you know, so I mean, they didn't do bad, but they didn't really do good either. So yeah, I would say if you got nothing else to watch and like you're like, oh shutters, like we just added this, maybe you should watch it. And we're like, okay, fine. You know, just don't don't touch any like box shaped objects before t- hitting play, and you'll be fine. Mm-hmm. So what are you watching next week, Chris? We're watching Night of the Comet. As suggested by supposed alleged real cousin, Brett Sontag, two-legged bringer of destruction. Yeah. And I think I'm at the advantage this time because I've seen this a couple of times. Yes, I have not seen it. I have heard the horror show Hot Dog Guys talk about it uh, a couple of years ago. But, and I remember them being favorably disposed towards it. And that's about all I remember of the conversation they had about it. So what if other people want to recommend a movie that may or may not have been featured on the horror show hot dog? Well, they could email us at slaughterhouse princess podcast at gmail.com. They could reach out to us on Facebook where we're slaughterhouse princess. They could tweet us at slaughter prince, which is slaughter princess with no vowels. They could go to our subreddit at r slash SHP podcast. Um, I think that's pretty much the only ways you can call oh, the discord. They go to our discord server at discord.slaughterhouseprincess.com and talk to us there and recommend movies. I'm pretty sure that's how Mr. Green recommended this movie to us, actually. Yep. Um, and, you know, other things about us. If you go to slaughterhouseprincess.com, you can find links to store.slaughterhouseprincess.com or patreon.slaughterhouseprincess.com where you could support us financially and where we will say thank you to all of our patrons. And we are working slowly on a special Patreon uh, bonus. Uh, I don't know if I want to call it an episode, but bonus recording. Uh, thanks to Christian LeBlanc for the uh, the suggestion and the kick in the pants about that. Um, otherwise, you can listen to us on Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play, um, Podbean, where we are hosted, and pretty much any other Spotify things like that. Any, any podcast aggregator, you can find us there. You could even ask your Google home or your echo to, uh, to play us and they sh- it should play us. Things yeah. like that. Technology. There's kids and their technology. So come back we next need a time. Google cube. No, 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 Chris, we need a Google cube or isn't there like an Amazon? There's some kind of cube, right? That plays music that they could request us. And then it'd be like Hellraiser. Yeah. Yeah, put your Amazon cube into the limit configuration. 
<laughs> and it will play Slaughterhouse Princess. Yeah. And we Bre- have such sounds to show you. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, only if you have synesthesia. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So uh, come back next time for Night of the Comet. And while our podcasts think about movies, we'll drink about movies. Bye. Uh, For the record, the plot summary in IMDb, not the synopsis, but the summary, says they went to a rave, which I do not classify that party as a rave.